welcome to another episode of How Do You Do? I'm Samantha Benacormina. And I'm Yael Haruti. And we are here like every week to talk about all things Jewy. Yael, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, it's We're getting closer to Halloween and I just realized that I have zero costumes. Well, we're going to talk about that. So uh, hopefully by the end of the episode you will have ideas and wisdom and just so much inspiration i mean i have like i have a costume that i already did i like to dress up with my dog well of course (laughs) i I mean i think it's more of like she allows you to dress up with her (laughs) yeah let's say it that way (laughs) well so being that your dog's name is toto i feel like you guys have a built-in costume oh my god and i haven't thought of that no. Wait, really? We're going to have to, like, take this offline and discuss. You've never done Dorothy and Toto with Toto? No. Okay. Listeners, please don't, like, unsubscribe based on just that, because it was just an oversight. Yeah, Elle is going to fix this about herself immediately. <laughs> Sorry. Not to worry. Um, but that was a really good segue, because this week, as we record, we are coming up to um, the American or I would say non-Jewish global holiday of Halloween and we're going to talk about what it means to do Halloween in a Jewy way if at all what are some of the uh, conversations that each of us have had in America in Israel all about Halloween and if it's something that we do and also some of the spooky things within Judaism so let's start there it sounds like halloween is something that you do um was it something you were like aware of growing up is it something that israelis just like see in american movies and tv shows and was it ever like a decision that you made or just like something that popped up so i mean growing up in israel for the longest time i had no idea what halloween was until I grew up a little, and I think, like, we were in the States at some point around Halloween, Mm -hmm. you know, with my mom. And then that's when I, like, started being more exposed to it. And, of course, as, you know, TV shows and more American shows made it to Israel, then, yeah, I got more exposed to Halloween. I think now everyone knows what Halloween is in Israel. I don't think there's a person that doesn't. Um, But, obviously, we don't celebrate Halloween in Israel, so... Um, just pour him but when I was in sixth grade we did move to the states uh for one year when my, when my mom was on sabbatical oh, right so that was your first Halloween uh-huh yeah so that was my first Halloween so, how about you I mean, I'm guessing you kind of grew up celebrating it right yeah so I did but I didn't know until a little bit later on that that was like a potentially controversial thing so like a pagan I holiday like, <laughs> Exactly. So, but like, I really wasn't aware of that from like a super young age. It was just like, oh, candy, yes. Oh, whimsical costumes, yes. Like, my mentality to this day is probably that of like a three year old of like, candy, yes. Yeah. Um, so, it wasn't like a huge deal. Certainly wasn't celebrated like to the caliber that things like Hanukkah, Passover, Pesach, whatever were in our household but definitely like dressed up went trick-or-treating you know had candy for trick-or-treaters and I have like this memory of 
being in, I think it was like third or fourth grade or something. And my teacher in like a synagogue um, religious school going on this like anti-Halloween diatribe rant. Like I don't even know how to describe it, but being so appalled and offended that Jewish kids would celebrate Halloween, would think that like Halloween counts as a holiday to be off from religious school for she was so angry at all of us and I like I was like a very not only like good kid but like nerdy kid and like super Jewy so like I I feel like got really upset of like wait I would never do something wrong air quotes um knowingly like is this not something that we're supposed to do like I'm to this day get very uncomfortable when people get upset with me in any capacity so just like that was enough for me to be like wait what and like I remember having a conversation with my parents and we discussed again like this isn't you know necessarily our holiday it's not something that you know is traditionally Jewish but it's all okay and it's something that's fun and like you're enjoying and having fun and like there's nothing to be you know upset about in terms of participating so I relaxed like for that moment um good for your parents yeah they were I mean they were super chill about it um but it's been interesting in different settings that like I know people who very seriously don't um do Halloween and then like I personally know people um and I will happily provide shout outs to them on Instagram who like bake their leftover Halloween candy into challah and like make it like a Jewy thing I think the only um memory that I have of like a question was like when Halloween was on a Friday night and it was like oh do we do Shabbat dinner you know before or after trick-or-treating um so yeah it wasn't a big deal to me but definitely understand that it is for many um and I recently spoke to someone who had said she thought part of like the reason why was especially not just even the pagan stuff or the Christian stuff, but the idea for her parents and especially her grandparents of her going from like door to door begging for anything. Even if it was candy. <laughs> what a horrible! What, what's a what's a, a extremely Jewish way to look at it? Begging. <laughs> right. I was like, oh my. Um, so, wow. Like I. I I didn't think of it as a begging situation. I thought, like, it's such oh a Jewish God. way to look at stuff. So I thought that was, but it was again, it was really interesting. Of like, wow, like I could totally see if that's the mindset that you're going in with. That's deeply uncomfortable, as opposed to like trick or treat. I don't know. It just it feels very different to me. Also, they're not begging. They, she's asking trick or treat. They can give her a trick. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Thank God no one ever asked me to like perform a trick. Um, because seriously, I don't know what I would do. Well, I think you I have, you choose. They say like trick or treat. The kids say trick or treat. And then you say whatever you are giving. Like you can give a treat, which is normal. And then that's how you don't get your house egged. Or you can do a trick and then, you know, well, suffer the consequence. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that is how you get your house. <laughs> yeah. I remember though, like there being drama um, 
because one of the things with Halloween, there's always, like, so many, like, unspoken rules in, like, whatever neighborhood you're living in. So I remember there would be people who wouldn't open their door, but they would, like, leave out a bowl of candy. Well, I'm not going to be home. I'm not going to be home this year, so I'm going to leave out a bowl of candy and let the kids enjoy. That's fine. We, We do that sometimes, too. But there would always be, like, one, like, butthead who would just, like, be the third trick-or-treater to come or something and just dump the whole bowl of candy into their bag. Yeah, that's mean. I'm going to leave a note, and hopefully people respect it. Last year, the whole bowl was gone. So that happened to my parents' house once, and, like, somehow, I don't even know the whole story, but we found out who it was. It was this older boy who lived up the block, and, like, he stole all of our candy. Well, this year, trick-or-treaters, I have a camera, so if you steal, I will know who you are. (laughs) <laughs> that's a big like I don't know like scare tactic the other thing that I love with Halloween um, I am very into like some of just like the classic Halloween movies none of the scary ones because I am essentially again like about a three year old like Hocus, Hocus Pocus Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. Halloween Town like The Nightmare Before level. Christmas classic so I'm really good at those movies um and earlier this year, I was actually um, on my second trip somehow to Salem, Massachusetts. Um, so also have just like an affinity for, uh, yeah, some of like the history and like the kitsch behind it, but absolutely nothing scary. Like I can't handle anything. Um, so I just want to name that about myself as well for anyone who's interested. <laughs> so I went to I went to Salem not long ago. Like I'm I say not long ago. It's like five years ago, I think, or six of course, even. Of course. I don't even know anymore. But um, it was not long ago <laughs> in my brain. Um, what is time? <laughs> and, and it wasn't like, it wasn't that exciting. Uh, we went to the Witch Museum and that wasn't yeah. that exciting too. You would expect that Salem would get their act together. I love Salem. Uh, so Underwhelming. We're about, get, like, we're about to go into like territory that I don't think anyone was expecting. Um, but like many and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm saying many in a general sense um girls of like the 90s i went through a very specific witch phase <laughs> where i like thought i was a witch um nice. slash i'm still not fully convinced otherwise i was not expecting this from you yeah no it's not totally caught anyone, me off guard <laughs> i'm not sure where anyone thought i'd be going uh, but actually my my uh, best friend my uh, college roommate she and I both went through this same phase that we found out later where we like thought we were witches um and so we went to Salem together and we just had the best time like because it's something that we're both into enough both like the history and like the other just like whatever parts of it that like I feel like if you're in you're in and if it's something that you're going in just like what is this I could totally see being like yeah this is very underwhelming I don't know I guess I was just kind of expecting like Salem is so well known and the witch hunt was so well known and everything was like there's it's so big so I was expecting a little more you know I don't know I was expecting I was expecting the museum to just look better (laughs) (laughs) that's fair in terms of museum like discerning eye i could totally see that but yes love salem don't currently think i'm a witch although i was recently reading this book where there was a description of like the relationship 
between a witch and the witch's familiar, like her animal companion, and definitely like came out of my room and was like, I think I might be a witch. And Nala and Pebbles are like my magical companions because like here's the description of how a witch relates to her like magical creature. And it's very similar to how my dogs and I connect. I really connect with Toto and I do not think I'm a witch. Although when I was growing up and I was watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I really wanted to be a witch and I wanted a talking cat. I still want a talking, (laughs) well not cat because I am very much not a cat person, but if either of these pups could talk, I have so many questions and so much feedback that I would like to give them. So I would appreciate that. But moving on. Moving on, so, yes. <laughs> I, yeah, moving on, because that was a weird place. <laughs> so I think it's interesting that, like, there are several different kind of American or Americanized holidays mm-hmm. that Jews engage with differently. <laughs> so that's my witches familiar, everyone. Um <laughs> Anyway, so there are these different holidays that American Jews engage with differently. Uh, Like, there's Halloween, which for some is totally accepted. For others is, again, questionable or controversial or just not something they do. There's Thanksgiving, which I feel like is more universally just like, this is American. Like, we are on board with this. Yeah, it's like 4th of July. Right. And then there's also Christmas, which is not, like, an American holiday. It is obviously a Christian holiday, but has become part of, like, the American cultural um, lexicon. So I'm wondering how you think Jewing Halloween is both similar and different from how Jews do Thanksgiving and or Christmas and just like how all these things come together. So I don't think that any Jew does Christmas unless they're like me and they live with a non-Jew mm-hmm. or like their partner's non-Jew. At, at least not the ones that I know. I think we all appreciate the lights and the tree and like it's and it is very nice to go anywhere. I love the songs. <laughs> oh my god, I love I know all the songs. I don't know all the songs. I just love walking into like a store and everything just looks so pretty and it's all decorated. I, I, I think I can appreciate that. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna celebrate it. I do not believe in Jesus. Um but obviously at home we have a tree, but that's more out of respect for like Dan and also because it's pretty. But if Dan wasn't living with me, I would not have a tree, so. I think there are people who do, though. Like, not a huge amount, but definitely, like, there are people who, like, you know, I'm someone, I feel like similar to the way you were describing. Like, I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't have a Christmas tree. Um, But I love twinkly lights and will happily go drive around and see them and, like, rock out to a carol or two. Yeah. Um, Oh, I love those rides. I love the ones that you, like, drive like drive yeah, to see all the yeah. lights. I, so I went charming. to like three shows last year. Oh, uh, no, same. Like I'm all about it. But like, I do think there are people who either from like Christmas FOMO or if they don't necessarily have like a Hanukkah practice, like if they don't have a sense of we have our own winter holiday who will have like a non-religious, just like, oh, I happen to have a decorated tree. And it's not about religion. It's about the love of twinkly lights regardless of religion it's not a huge amount of people but i think it does exist but it's still like more rare than oh yeah i'm a jewish person and i have you know a ghost decal on my window because it feels like a little bit 
more doable to like claim a piece of yeah. Halloween as just like a cultural thing. I mean, I just carved to, like, pumpkins the other day. That's exciting. Are they good? Oh my god, yes. Have you not seen my pumpkins? No, I have seen your pumpkins, They're but like really not good. all of our So so <laughs> one of them one of them is Forky from Toy Story Four. Oh and then the other two are from Squid Games. Um, see, that's the kind of thing that I'm too scared to watch. I saw one episode under duress. No, so the first around. episode sucks. You need to like, you need to like hang, hang no, in there. No, it wasn't episode one. It was just like one oh. episode. No, like, so you need to middle. like, you need to watch like by the third episode you're hooked. Um, but you, you do need to, you can't just watch a random episode. You need to kind of connect with the, with the characters and like want. Who- I just didn't watch. <laughs> season two of the babysitters club on netflix like that's why <laughs> and i'm very comfortable with my life choices anyway um okay fine so so halloween is different from christmas i think that's the halloween is different from christmas yes and also thanksgiving well okay so halloween i think maybe in between like thanksgiving is definitely american christmas is definitely christian yeah right i mean it's literally called christmas um but but then like halloween is kind of in the middle because it does have i guess the pagan roots but also it's it's not like no one no one goes and like dresses up like jesus okay there's no like baby jesus walking around (laughs) that you know of (laughs) okay Uh, but you know what i mean like it's not it's not it's not a it's I think it's not really viewed or celebrated as a Christian holiday. Right. No, I agree. And I think also because Halloween came over like from Europe, it comes with all of these like associations with like what was, whereas something like Thanksgiving that was like created for American, you know, purposes. And we could like have a whole other discussion about like the origins of Thanksgiving and like perhaps we will. Um, I think that there's like, yeah, just more of a sense of this is okay and allowed for all of us. And as like proud Americans or American Jews in general, like we can claim part of this as like we're in, um, we're in with this, we're down with this, as opposed to something like Halloween that still for many feels like, you know, we're doing this, but it's not necessarily ours in the same way. So can I say something like just talking about Halloween and costumes and, and, and treats and everything. And then yeah. I'm thinking of like our Purim that yeah. comes around around like March, I think. I don't think I have dressed up for Purim as an adult as much as I dressed up for Halloween. Just because everyone everywhere is dressed up for Halloween. And then not everyone everywhere is dressed up for Purim. And so I think it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I, since I moved here, I have not actually celebrated Purim. But you've made really good hamatasha. Well, I do that. You have to have, the, I do, ha, you have to have traditional food for every holiday. I have to do that. But I understand. I don't think of like, I didn't have a Purim um, party to be invited to and so like I never right. I don't think anyone actually had a porn party right no that's interesting I feel like I've always dressed maybe up I should be the one <laughs> I think you should first of all yes well you I feel like the reason that I've maintained dressing up for Purim has actually been specifically because 
I work in Jewish spaces, so there's always like I miss a that staff forum party. Um, I want that. Can I come to your staff forum party? <laughs> I mean, always. Um, like, granted, I did just start a new job, so I don't know what the culture is here. But that feels totally reasonable to be like, excuse me, my friend and podcast co-host needs to come. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Um, and maybe, maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do a porn party. We all should. Like, let's make, let's bring that back. Yeah, I, I mean, remember, like, COVID, but you know. Because the um, the thing in like American Jewish like synagogues in particular mm-hmm. is to like have a Purim carnival with like carnival games and all this stuff like before the Megillah reading or after. And I remember those from growing up and like not to brag, but like I'm really bad at a lot of carnival games. But somehow the standards at like my synagogue's Purim carnival were so low that I would always still win something. Ooh, look at you. I know. We should talk more about that at some point. I was just like thinking of how logistically I can do a Purim party. Um, granted, it's still COVID and it's March in Cleveland. So. Right, so there's a lot to think about there, but I have confidence in you. Garage. <laughs> Garage parties are a thing. <laughs> Garage parties are where it's at. <laughs> yeah, it's a garage party. Um, that's well, so now that sounds scary to me because, like, Purim, March, Cleveland, to me equals snow. Uh huh. Um, but and it is the season to think about spooky or scary things. So my next question for you: Are there any um, scary things about Judaism? that you'd like to share or just anything that freak you out Jewishly? Okay, so don't come at me for this. No promises. But for real, I know it's healthy, but if you think about it, it's kind of spooky. It's kind of freaky that an eight-day-year-old baby (laughs) has to go through a (laughs) brisk. Okay, that's not where I thought you were going to be going. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. It's freaky. He's only eight days old. I haven't been to a bris lately, but I I hear what you're saying. And I'm like, I get it. It's what we do. I'm in. It's also healthy. It is healthy. But like, it is kind of freaky if you think about it. Yeah. Now that you put it into my head, I'm going to stop. So thanks. You didn't think it was going to go that way. I, yeah, I really wasn't sure, but now now I am. So What's freaky to you? So I don't know if it's freaky, but when I think about like spooky things in Judaism, what came up for me, this is, again, nerding out, was the story of the golem. So the golem is a creature within Judaism um, that it's essentially an animated anthropomorphic creature being whatever in Jewish folklore that's usually created out of mud or clay and it's essentially like a Jewish Frankenstein I think is like the best um, connection point that like you can create this not necessarily monster because it could be used for like good or bad and but then like you know in classic like monster robot type stories then like 
how do you control it and like what happens when it goes rogue so there are all these different stories of like especially in like folklore and like medieval times of mostly rabbis creating golems um and the most famous story is from prague where the maharal of prague of prague excuse me created a golem out of clay to basically protect the jewish community a long story short it ends up going rogue because the rabbi forgets to like deactivate it over Shabbat um, or it like gets rejected in pursuit of love and it goes violent and there's all these different like iterations of what exactly might have happened so it goes on this murderous rampage because as one does in you know monster stories but then the rabbi manages to like deprogram it or immobilize it or whatever and the golem falls into pieces and the story goes that its body was stored in the attic of the um the alt neuschul the old new synagogue in prague where it could be restored to life again like if needed if called upon and when noam and i went to visit they're like yeah like people still you know don't like aren't allowed to go up to that part of the attic um just in case you know we need to call upon the golem again and as someone who thought that they were a witch i took this imminently seriously um except then i wasn't like 12 i was like in my late 20s and <laughs> no one was laughing at me he's like Samantha, obviously like the pieces of the golem aren't up there and I was like well you don't know when but- when was when was this golem finally like buried there or kept there Um, I think the story is from, like, this, the 1500s. So, I have a hard question. Okay. Why wasn't the golem called upon during World War II? Great question. <laughs> I don't know. Or many of the uh, other times, like, before, but, like, that's, like, the most, you know, recent one. <laughs> that seems fair. I did read, according to the Wikipedia page about the Golem of Prague, that uh, a legend tells of a Nazi agent ascending to the synagogue attic and dying under mysterious circumstances. Seriously? Yes. Um, but now, again, I believe a lot of stuff, so like I'm not a good source for this type of thing, <laughs> but like maybe. Um, Like, maybe there's something to be said, perhaps. Uh, but yeah, Noam was hugely a bummer and was like, this isn't a thing. And it was like, your face isn't a thing. Um, <laughs> because, again, my maturity is just unrivaled. So it's interesting. And I read, like, I've read, like, a few, like, more modern accounts of a golem that now are, like, meant as, you know, Jewish sci-fi or whatever of like these stories of someone creating a golem but it's just interesting you know in a religion that like on the one hand has everything but doesn't really want us to go into like the supernatural you know you're not supposed to think you're a witch um and practice witchcraft <laughs> and like we don't really do a lot of that um i think it's cool to have like our own iterations of these like classic tropes of you know monster lore folklore whatever it is so I think it's still up there in the attic. Um, Noam, I don't think regularly listens to this podcast, but I'm happy to like fight him on that if called upon. 
Um, nice, nice. Um, will you be dressing up as a golem? Oh, interesting. I don't plan to dress up as a golem right now, but I'm not opposed to doing so. That feels deeply like a Purim thing because I feel like anyone who would get it would be out in force on Purim, not necessarily Halloween. Yeah, honestly, if you dressed up like a golem for Purim, I would not recognize it. That seems fair. That's fine. And um, and I, and to like admit how bad of a Jew I am, um, when you when we were talking about this episode previously, like before the episode, and we were talking about what we're going to talk about, and then you mentioned the golem, and I was like, "What is she talking about?" I feel like I'm going to be learning something new. So I actually did not go in and search because I wanted to learn from you. So thank you. I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> um, Okay. So yeah, no golem costume, but not opposed. Okay, so okay. Halloween or Purim doesn't matter. Whichever one, um, what's a great costume idea? I'm all about pun-based costumes. I know. I think that like, like it, you always have to think for a second. And, and you've then, done you've done some good ones. I have. I once put on like butterfly wings and put like the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram logos on myself, and I was a social butterfly. Um. And last year for Purim, or two, it was two years ago, because COVID, I'm sorry, COVID Purim didn't count. Um, so the Purim that COVID started, I was wearing, that was my last day in the office, I was wearing a shirt that said Blessing on it, and one of those like nose mustache disguise glasses, and I was a Blessing in Disguise, <sighs> um, which was charming. And I had a vision of like, knitting myself a pink blanket and putting on like a pig snout and doing pigs in a blanket but Jews also have a lot of hang-ups with like pig graphics so I don't know if I would do that for a Purim but could be a good Halloween costume that's nice I have well I think like okay so I have the one that I think I already mentioned it um on our Purim episode where my brother uh dressed me up as McDonald's fries of course, of course. Um, but I think that I had a really good costume together with Toto um, like two years ago. It was pre, pre-COVID. Um, so I dressed up as ketchup and Toto was a hot dog because he's also a hot dog. She is. <laughs> well, I'm ready for you guys to be Dorothy and Toto. And I will not rest until you fix, like, that gap. Man, I, I, you know, I'm going to look and see if I can get a costume before, before uh, Halloween. Okay. I wish you luck on that. Thank you. We will keep all of our listeners posted. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, if you guys want to stay in the loop on everything we're doing slash doing, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to your shirt to never miss an episode leave us five stars follow us on instagram at how do you do pod for more updates throughout the week and of course you can email us any of your thoughts at how do you do pod at gmail.com and please people um this is a small reminder that we are all for doing your own way so there's no right or wrong way for doing and if you feel that way you do not have to comment on our page um because we agree with accepting everyone so if you choose to tattoo a star of david on your arm we're all we're all for it doesn't mean we're gonna do it or yes or no it doesn't matter it's 
you do your own way. So you do you. Um, and until next time, happy doing. Happy doing.